Welcome, welcome back. In today's episode, I have a really special and unique guest speaker. Her name is Tracy Goodwin, who is the owner of Captivate the Room and the creator of The Psychology of the Voice. She's taught thousands of celebrities, professionals, entrepreneurs, and even Supreme Court justices on how to transform their lives and the lives of their listeners with their voice by stepping into the power of their natural voice, their authentic voice, so that they can amplify their authority and captivate the room. Tracy's unique approach, the psychology of the voice, gets to the core of limiting voice habits and transforms voices from the inside out. So a little backstory, I've always been a part of several business mentorships, and that's actually how I got introduced to Tracy for the first time ever. She was a guest speaker for a bonus training for one of my mentors, actually two of them had her in their groups on separate times. And I was always really fascinated by her niche, the fact that she's a voice coach and that she can pick up all of these seemingly small things in our voice and begin to really uncover the root issue of what's holding us back from sounding like an expert and authority in our field. Why this is so important is because now she has data, which she talks about in this episode, that really confirms how important it is to not only use your voice, but what's actually being translated to the listener, whether that's a prospect, whether that's a client, whether it's a family member, your relationship, your partner. We use our voice as a tool to express ourselves, to delegate, to manage, to give advice, to share, to connect when you really think about it. And so our voice is so powerful, especially when we're using it in social media to market, to establish authority. When we're doing our consultations and we're talking to a potential client and we're talking about money and investment points and how the session works and healing times and what to expect and managing expectations. There are so many things that we do with our voice. And so what I love about Tracy is she deep dives into the psychology of the voice and these masks that we aren't even conscious of that we do to protect our voice from something that stems in our lives before the age of two. And because of that instance or circumstance, there's I think about six or seven layers of voice masks. And she doesn't dive too much into all the different masks, but I will say that if you are interested after listening to this episode, depending on what time you're listening to this, she's actually hosting a live training on December 19th of 2023, and it's completely free. She'll be having a few people from the audience and having hot seats so that she can begin to show you all the things that you're not even consciously doing in your voice that's actually blocking you from truly and authentically connecting with your audience. And what happens when we don't connect with our audience is that we're actually leaving a third of our buyers on the table. And this is why this is so important to understand and get a better grasp of because a third of buyers, 30% of your buyers, are not booking with you because of something that they're picking up subconsciously in your voice, whether it's hesitation, insecurity, self-doubt. And that's why I wanted to bring Tracy on this episode because I think her niche of voice coaching is so unique 
and can offer the cutting edge in your business and your messaging and your videos and your reels that can truly transform your business and make you an expert and authority if you use your voice appropriately. And it's it's not even about good or bad. It's about really uncovering the layers of masking that we do to protect ourselves from being judged and all these other things that we do to really protect ourselves from fear. And so in this episode, we dive right in and I just hit the record button. I think you're going to find it fascinating. And if you are interested in joining her free event, December 19th, We'll have in the show notes her Instagram handles, all her social media stuff so that you can just send her a direct message and she'll get you registered. Again, that's December 19th. I don't remember the time, but all of that info will be in the show notes or on her social media accounts. I'll be there. She's also been doing a ton of lives, just expanding upon her experience and her knowledge and the research findings and the data that she's been uncovering for herself and from testing everything with her own clients. And if this is something that you're truly interested in doing, I highly, highly, highly suggest you get into her ecosystem, follow her, message her, because there's a lot to learn about what people are picking up when we're simply having a conversation with them. So without further ado, here is my interview with Tracy. Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over 100 five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. Tracy, I am so excited to have you on here today because when it comes to the psychology of voice, I feel like it's one of those last things that people think of when it comes to selling, messaging, how they present themselves in the world. And I know we're going to dive right into this, but it's one of the things that really drew me into you. And I've met you a few times previously in some of my business mentorships. And I just remember hearing everything that you, that you're going to be talking and educating people on. I just think you have such a unique niche, but it's also kind of where the future is headed, especially with AI and chat GPT, which I'll dive right into my first question is nowadays with everyone using AI and chat GPT. And I'm even thinking of Instagram because a lot of beauty owners and businesses are on Instagram. It's very visual. It's very aesthetically pleasing. So a lot of us draw our business through Instagram. And when we're even creating a reel, for example, and we're using a trending audio, I would just love your opinion on the trend of AI, trending audios, ChatGPT, and how our voice, because I know that you've mentioned this, is really going to be that cutting edge thing that will set us apart. If you can just dive right in and just let me know your opinions on that, because that's where everyone else is going. But I do believe in what you've said in the past is this is the future cutting edge way of using your voice to compete with ChatGPT, AI, and also just trending 
finding audios. Absolutely. And I tend to go against the grain of what the world says on many, many, many things. And I am not anti-AI. I am not anti-ChatGPT. But I have spent 35 years as a voice researcher and I work in sounds the size of a grain of sand. Even even the best, if, if, we, if I was to look at this in two buckets, the generated voice that takes the place of your voice and then the generated bucket of the music, neither one of them are you. Even a generated AI voice is not 100% full of the nuances that represent you. And my body of work, Psychology of the Voice, is all about what is happening in our subconscious to create the sound. But in, in relation to this question that you've asked me is about how the sound is being processed in the subconscious of the listener. So little bitty nuances like my voice will let you in to connect with me or it won't. It won't right now because I'm not allowing it to. Those are some of the tiny differences between AI generated or sound generated versus the real voice. And I just finished a research study and I'll go ahead and spill the beans that the most critical thing that we have to be able to do vocally is within three seconds, our people have to be able to connect with us. So we can look at the music. I don't have a problem with that. I know that's really popular. And I think you can have some of that. But I think if you do not have some type of content where I can really hear your voice, it is going to cost you a percentage of your sales because we're in a real paradigm shift. We've always worked under no like and trust and all these things and all of that. That is not the way we're going to work moving forward. So I have to really be able to know who you are. And the only way I can do that is if I hear your voice. Does that answer the question? Or do you want me to? Yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, I love it. I love it. No, that does answer the question. But so maybe just backing up, what are we listening for that we may not even be consciously aware of when we're listening to someone's voice? Like mm. what are things that we're picking up on that we're not even truly aware of, but obviously we're picking up on something that's leading us to either trust this person, like them or know them. But you're saying actually that's not maybe what we're even looking for. We always were. And what's happening, what's really happened over the last three years is that that has shifted. And so we could take the example of trust and we could say, okay, we were always seeking a sound of trust. Trust is built in the melody of the voice. The melody of the voice is the up and down. So if you had melody in your voice, you had already established trust in the subconscious of the listener. But what we've seen happen over the last three years, and I don't say this to scare anybody. I don't want anybody to be scared, but we have eroded buyer trust. The buyers don't automatically trust us anymore. And voice truly represents our identity. It represents the experience that we are going to create from our buyer, for our buyer. So we're not necessarily seeking no like and trust anymore. And all those things are represented in sounds. We're seeking now more than ever is connection and connection is literally a sound. So if you can listen to the way I'm talking to you right now, this is the way I would talk to you. This is the way I talked to you when I met you live. This is who I am and how I talk to you. But let's say I decided maybe you didn't like me or I didn't know if you maybe I thought I was bothering you. And so I've changed how I sound. But can you feel the barrier that comes down between us? Yeah, so, absolutely. 
consciously, the buyer's not going, hold on a minute, but subconsciously they're going, I don't know if I can get in. Yeah. So that's the major thing. But, but another major thing is I'm going to call it authenticity and I'm going to call it the experience of you. We throw around the term authenticity and a lot of times it's like, okay, but what does that mean? What it means is, is I know who you are and your voice tells me who you are. Your voice tells me you get me. Your voice tells me through tiny sounds, you're not going to judge me. Your voice gives me all those clues. And that's what people are seeking. They are still going to invest, but they are going to invest in someone they can connect with and someone they know what the experience they will have with that person is. If I become a highly trained professional researcher, now you don't hear the nuances of who I am because I've got my researcher voice on. See, that's not going to work anymore. And those are things that we we always relied on to work for us. That's so interesting that you say that because one of the things I was thinking is I never even thought of that, but I will get compliments about that. Like I just knew that I could just trust you or that I knew that I could just mm-hmm. open up with you and you wouldn't judge me. I never actually tied that into a possible melody within my voice, as you say, the yeah. authenticity. That's so interesting. What other things are, because when I love the way that you explained that when it came to authenticity, what other things would they kind of be picking up on? So you say connection, authenticity, is there anything else that they're looking for in your voice? Well, I, I can touch on what on this, this full experience, and I can give you some examples. And you just teed me up beautifully for that with, they said to me, they say to me, I know you're not going to judge me. That is an authentic sound that you are revealing to your buyer. The number of times I have sat with people and I've heard a sound and I can instantly hear all these sounds. And I have said, what concerns me is I don't think they're going to think they're good enough to work with you. And the person will go, oh my gosh, that's what people say to me. They say, I don't think I'm good enough to work with you. Now, here's where the voice misrepresents us in relation to what people are seeking. So these people in this example are thinking, I don't think I'm good enough to work with this woman. And this woman is thinking, I've got to prove to them I'm smart enough. And sound is interpreted by the listener. And so what this is in that authenticity bucket. What are all the shades of you? And we can't really get to these shades because they're in the seventh layer of sound and they're covered up with six other layers of all our insecurities. Things like voice masks, things like the stories I believe in my head that you are thinking about me. But people are listening to know that you've been where they've been. That's a perfect example. Let's say we're on the other side. I'm on the other side. I was silenced as a child. I didn't get to use my voice. As a result of that, I had catastrophic things happen to me. I'm on the other side of that now. But if you're my ideal client, you need to know, you need to hear in my voice. I didn't always have this level of confidence in my voice. Now I do. Because what that says to you is I've been where you've been and I can get you where you want to go. So all the experience, I, I use a little bit of a funny analogy. I tell people if I were going to hire a health coach, I would be seeking certain sounds. And this is actually a research study I did. I am not hiring anybody that's going to yell at me. Militaristic, hardcore. Nope, that's not my person. If I hear that sound, that's not my person. But also know I can manipulate them into I'm going to have more cupcakes. It's also a sound. So what are the sounds that I'm seeking? I'm seeking nurture. 
I'm seeking moderate hard line in the sand. I'm seeking a little bit of cheerleader. I'm seeking someone that can believe in me. Every single piece of that are sounds that are in us. We need to reveal those. And yet we don't because we've got all these other layers and we've got all these societal implications that say, oh, well, you can't do that. Oh, well, certainly don't do that. So people want to know that you're their person and they want to really understand the journey you're going to take them on. What's it like to be in your program? What's it like to spend the day with you? What's it like to have you work on me? What is that experience going to be? That's that's what they're seeking. I love that. And I was fortunate and had the privilege of actually seeing you work with a few people Mm. at this three-day business mentorship program that I was in last weekend or two weeks ago. And it was really interesting because Tracy had had randomly picked a few people from the crowd to come up on stage and play with her. And you had asked a really simple question, which they had no idea what you were. So you're putting them on the spot and you had asked them to introduce themselves, say their name and what they were the authority of. And it was really interesting because as you're helping them really own their voice and their authority, you brought up some of the masks, which is what you mentioned, some of the layers that we mask our voice in. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is this mask that we have, which is where we may dim our voice is how I explain it. We mask it for the likability factor is maybe Mm -hmm. if I dim down some of my attributes or my status or my stature or my experience, my knowledge, my education, you'll like me better. It's so interesting if you can just dive in a little bit more on some of these masks that we have, because I also think from my personal experience, when I am doing a video and I am about to post something on Instagram using my voice, sometimes you you feel like you have to get it perfect, right? Like it may take Mm -hmm. you 50 times to repeat Mm -hmm. this, but then at what point are you taking away all the authenticity and sincerity and the melody of your voice because now you've staged it 50 times in perfection, perfectionism, which is then I'm assuming masked in the insecurity of I got to get this all right for you to believe me or like me. Wow. Okay, here I go. First of all, how do I know if you got it perfect? You're the expert. Right. And and the first thing I do with people when I work with them is I take away takes. You don't get to do there's I want one take wonders. Because what we do is we start to get in this, I gotta wait a minute, that didn't that didn't come out right. Those words weren't right. And this grip starts to tighten. And so then all of a sudden we're delivering a video where there nobody's getting in. Nobody because I've got to get these or whatever it is. And we really have to come to terms with being okay with being the expert. And part of that is I have to stop deciding what you're thinking. I do not know what you're thinking. I cannot ever know what you're thinking. So I do not go there. We have to learn to stand in our own power of the, I'm the authority. And, and this can be, I'm the authority because I've done it 35 years, or, or it can be, I'm the authority because I learned it and I'm good at it. And now I'm about to work on my first customer. Because guess what? You are the authority to that customer. If I come to you, you are the authority to me because I do not know what you know. And so we really have to wrangle with that. And I can expand on that a little bit more if you like and you want to circle back to it. But this no, I can trust concept is profound. We've always believed if we can get you to know, like, and trust me, we'll buy from me. And my the way that I approach things is when I say, okay, wait a minute, you're trying to get me to like you. Then in my mind, in psychology of the voice, I will immediately go to, then you don't think 
think I will, then you don't think it's already happened. If I have to get you to like me, then I'm not working from the place that you already will. But here's the bad thing about like, and it's the biggest problem that we have. If I am focused on making you like me, I am most likely focused on changing who I am and being what I think you want me to be. And I better not say it that way because you might not like that and you'll leave a mean comment and mean comments are a big driver. This retake thing that you're talking about, this I've got to get all the words perfect so that they'll like me is really about I don't want the hate and I don't want them to, to judge me. That is a big driver behind everything because a big driver behind our voice is sense of belonging. I want to belong. I don't want to be cast out and told I don't know what I'm talking about, but we really have to keep all of that in context. We really have to look at the meaning we are assigning to strangers saying we don't know. And part of that, like I've already mentioned, is I've got to get really good with I'm an expert and that's not arrogant. I can own that. The same thing happens with trust. I got to get you to trust me. I've got to get you to trust me. And what I talked about at the event was maybe the whole problem is I don't trust you to trust me. So you see, we've got all this orchestration of being all these things. And there's no way I can vocally represent who I am when I'm constantly deciding, are you liking me? Or maybe you don't like me to go that direction. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a bother. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Or maybe I, I'm, I don't know what I, you see, all that will change how we sound. And they are going to determine who we are based on sound. They don't know the backstory. Now, that's not really about masks. I can talk about masks, but that's one of the biggest bandwagons I'm on right now is that yeah. all I can trust, it isn't working anymore. And this is why, because people can hear us through it. Fascinating. So, yeah. and I agree with you, no like and trust, right? We're in an anti-trust era right mm -hmm. now. Buyers are a lot more sophisticated. They've been burned before. If you could sign in and up. Where are we heading if no like and trust is kind of the old way of doing things? Where is the sophisticated market kind of going towards? Where do you think? This goes all the circles all the way back to the first question, which is they've got to know who you are. Yeah. Connection and authenticity. This study that I just did, I, I did the study because I, I believe it's important that what I say, I can quantify. Anything I say to you, you can say, I want to see the data and I'll go, okay, I've got it. Or I can right now tell you what's behind it. And that's part of why we're not living in this trust space anymore is because people have felt like they've, well, I've got to say it. Well, I've got to be it. They're not going to like just me. Surely I'm not enough. So I've got to maybe expand on this, or maybe I have to pretend like I know more, even though what I knew to begin with was already enough. So people are seeking connection, trust, buying, and when do they intersect is what I studied. How many seconds before I trust you vocally? How many seconds before I decide I will buy from you based on what I hear in your voice? And where do those two intersect? Uh -huh. They didn't intersect. Trust, we did. There was a through line where people trusted what they heard. There was a through line when people would, would say, I would buy from this person. But over half the data said, I trust them. I will not buy from them. So everybody said, okay, then what is it, Tracy? What are they seeking? Connection. I have to feel that you let me in. I have to 
feel your realness. And then I have to hear who you are. I don't want to hear you justify how good you are. I don't want to hear you prove that you know what you're talking about. I don't want to hear you peacekeeping because you think I won't like what you have to say. I need to know who you are and what we're looking at. And we, we've always shied away from that because we've always been led to believe that that will cause a rejection. That is actually what is going to cause people to buy. I was, I had a group earlier today and one of the girls was at that conference with us. And she said, I, I said a couple of things at the conference. I was asked to speak. I was asked to speak up and I just didn't hide behind any masks. And I have so many people reaching out to work with me, but yet we're so afraid. We yeah. think if I just show up and say, Judy, that's not going to look good, but I know what will that's yeah. going to reject us. That is what they are desperately seeking. And that is when they will buy. When they know you are shooting straight with me, I know where I stand with you. I know exactly what I'm getting with you when I buy from you. And the truth is we are buying you. Your skill is amazing. My concept's unique. But really, at the end of the day, people are buying me. Do they like the experience that I'm going to create for them? And I think it would be the same with your audience. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what if you haven't really taken the time to really get to know yourself? What, would you say that that's even a thing? Because I've done a lot of personal development all through the years. And I, I do feel like I have this intimacy within myself. Therefore, I can create that space for someone else. But what if someone isn't really comfortable with who they are, which mm -hmm. I would say is maybe a majority of people. So then what would you say to that? I think it's there's there's obviously value in I'm a lifelong learner like you. I will work on myself until the day that I'm no longer on this planet. So I do believe that there's value in it. But I think we can flip the script on this. And instead of saying, well, you've got to work on yourself, you've got to get really comfortable with who you are. I think we could flip the script to you just have to stop protecting who you are because protection is what creates the barrier. So let's say I have a needing to prove mask. I have an insecurity if I have a needing to prove mask. I am insecure that you think I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to protect that and I'm going to I'm going to talk to you like that. I'm just keeping I'm just being real. Jade, I'm just being real. This is what this is what's happening. Okay, that's protection. So I have to really start peeling away the protection and stop making everything about me. We live in this either or world in Voiceland. I talk about it all the time. We live in that, well, you're going to buy or you're not. Well, you like me or you don't. So I've got to be this and I can't be that. Disagree with that vehemently because I think that takes us away from being right where we need to be. And so I can look at it and I can go, oh, whoa, I'm being defensive. Maybe, maybe that person is just not, maybe they're not attacking me. Maybe I'm worried about my own insecurity. Let me get comfortable in the uncomfortable of this moment. And I don't think we even have to completely eradicate uncomfortable, but I think part of the road to authenticity is being able to, in our head, say, oh, I am really not liking this moment, but I'm going to stay in it because I don't want to start piling up the layers that keep people out. So let me be open to, to hear what you have to say. And man, I'm hating it. I am really hating this because I'm so uncomfortable, but I'm willing to go to that place. And sometimes my very first coach, one of my favorite things she ever taught me, I was in my 20s and boy, I was a firecracker then. And she asked me to do something and I'm like, I'm not doing that. 
she said, well, would you be willing to be willing to consider to do it? And I went, no. And she said, would you be willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to consider what I'm asking you? And I said, I'll do that. And it was that action that started pulling away those layers of protection. And that's what we're doing. The subconscious knows that our voice is the most vulnerable asset we have. It is our identity. It is the revelation of our soul. It's going to protect it at all costs with layer upon layer upon layer to keep people out. Why? Because we've all been hurt. We've all been burned. Very powerful. How did you even get into this? Kicking and screaming. Is, is what I say. I, I knew that I could hear layers of sound. I knew I was gifted with my own voice and in helping others. But because of the way I was raised, I could not fathom that I was supposed to be a voice coach. And opportunities kept showing up. This was Yellow Pages days. People kept finding me. Companies kept hiring me. I was a theater director. I directed plays all over the world. My actors got voice awards. So one day I finally got it. And I went to, I I committed full time, but I was still primarily focused on accents, taking accents away from business people. We used to do that 30 years ago, teaching actors dialects, and I was teaching technique and I hated it. I, I was teaching people things like slow down, speak up, but, but they weren't getting results. And I could hear in my head, no, what's happening is her sister yelled at her when she was little and it shut her down. I could hear it all. And so I started doing research on it is what I hear, what's happening, what is really going on here. And through my accent work, I figured out that the subconscious actually calls the shots on how we use our voice because I was fascinated with dialects. Why do the Irish sound Irish? And I sound Texan. I want to sound Irish. They sound really cool. And what I discovered was the Irish baby hears the Irish parents. The subconscious brings that information in, tells the muscles of the face how to create the Irish dialect. All I have to do is shift my face and I can become Irish. And then I have sense of belonging. And I thought, is there more? And in that, is there more? And starting to really look at the professionals that were sitting in front of me, I discovered this concept that I now call psychology of the voice. And I've been obsessed with it ever since. It's always a new research study. It's always a new concept, a new principle. I knew I could hear things and help people unravel their psychology of the voice. But it was the day that I figured out I can tell people how they're being processed in the subconscious of their listener, then everything changed. And that becomes really what you've seen me do, where I say, do you think you're bothering them? Because I hear it in your voice. And then the person will say, yeah, well, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to ask them again. Okay, you just lost the sale. So I've I, I, uh, so I got into it kicking and screaming, but I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I've become obsessed with it through you just because like you said, there's so many layers that you can unpack within this. And then on the other side, how much more powerful you can be. Mm -hmm. I know that in the seminar or the conference, you had mentioned that we leave, or maybe it was a live because I noticed you've been doing a ton of live videos, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. So one question is, is that kind of like a homework assignment practice that you have your clients go through? And then the other thing is, is that I know you mentioned that research shows that we're leaving about a third of buyers Mm -hmm. on the table because of the sounds of our voice. That's right. It's a lot. It's 30% of your sales. 
100% based on sound of voice. It was about, I don't know, but maybe 10 years ago, I noticed that a lot of people in my sphere were saying they couldn't listen to this one particular podcaster. And I thought, huh, I can't listen to him either. I wonder why. So there I go to the research. I will always create research around it. And what I discovered was we all have a sound aversion. My aversion is loud. It might be soft. It might be slow. It could even be something like vocal fry or road talk or lilting up, turning everything into a question could be someone's aversion. And what was happening with this particular man, because all of the people that said to me that they couldn't listen to him, wanted to work with him. He was playing one note. He was playing that only that note. So a third of your buyer can't hear your note. And we categorically stay on one note. People will call it monotone. They'll say, well, I stay all the, the same. I deliver my information like this. I deliver my sales pitch like this. I have my discovery calls like this. I don't know who you are when you do that. And if that is my aversion, there is no way I'm going to buy from you. So one of the things, and this is a dovetail into what I've been calling the voice experience. One of the things we have to do is we have to find all your notes that are buried under those six layers because you don't know what your audience's aversion is. Fast is a, is a perfect example. There are a lot of people that believe I have to go fast in order to keep their attention. Like I think somebody's out there telling everybody, you got to go fast. If you don't go fast, they're not going to watch a video. You got to know what would happen if I did all my lives like this and I talked to you like this and you wouldn't be able to understand anything I said. Right. Now I can go fast. I can talk fast. Yeah, fast is good. But what else is there? And that is the work that I've done with many, many people is, okay, we've got to find your shades. We've got to find all the feelings. We've got to find all the emotions. We've got to find all the things beyond the core sound that you work with. Because a third of those people are not going to listen to that one sound. That's all you play. You've left them going, really thought she was my person. Guess I need to go find my person. I want, and it's from a sales perspective, I want before the discovery call is over, before the conversation is over, I want people, and I want this for my people to be saying, why can't you take my Visa card right now? Why can't, what, you have a, like a, a stripe? Take my money right now. I know you are the one I have to work with. And yeah. it comes from building emotional connection. What builds emotional connection? Sound. Not words. I love that. Which then brings me to my next question. So one of the things I've noticed with a lot of new artists, new business owners, is when they're doing a consultation, which is their opportunity to get to know the client and hopefully mm -hmm. have them hug and trust them, is they're working from probably protective measure, well, and insecurity. But then it also mm -hmm. is reality in the sense that I'm new at this, Jade. I don't have a portfolio. I don't have the years of experience. I literally just got trained a couple months ago. And now I'm quoting someone to get this service done for X amount of dollars. So if I don't necessarily feel confident because I, I literally do lack the experience and the portfolio and the before and afters, what are some things that they could work on or mm -hmm. tips or or a different way of looking at that when they go on that call and they're putting themselves out there? This is something that I have a conversation about or work on, I would say at least once a day. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of younger producers and companies, younger entrepreneurs, they're building their business. So my first thing I want to say is you're in an amazing position because you get to establish right away who you are from a voice perspective. But these are mind shifts that we've got to make. And the first one is you are working from what you 
don't have versus what you do. And when I say working from, it's what my driver is internally. If my driver is, and you could call this thoughts as well, if that is, well, they're going to think, I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't have a portfolio and I haven't done a portfolio. And 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 they're probably thinking, well, why did I even have a conversation with her? And I don't even know when I'm going to get a portfolio. Okay, all of that is what you don't have. And that's not a good place to work from. Sure, it's going to be easier when you've done this forever and when you have this beautiful portfolio of all this amazing work. But right now, don't speak from the place of what you don't have. What do you have? And I don't want you to get literal on this. I don't want you to think, okay, I've got to tell them I went to school here and I did this there. Sure, you can do that. But it is that internal driver that says, okay, I don't have all those things over there. Working from that right now, I'm working from passion, the knowledge that I do have, because here's the thing, the knowledge you have far outweighs the knowledge I have on the topic. And so you become the expert in where you are right now. If I have an entire sales call with you braced that you are going to ask to see my portfolio, I am going to lose that sale because what you're going to hear in my voice is insecurity, lack of buy-in, fear, all these things. So I have to say to myself, you know what? They could ask for my portfolio. And when it happens, I'll deal with it then. But right now, I want to talk from this place, passion and ownership and what knowledge I do have. And when we're right here in that part of the conversation, now I can take ownership and authority of this bucket because I know this is mine. And that's what you saw me do live. Those people came up on stage. I do not know them. I randomly picked them. We randomly picked them. Some of them, I think, have been in business for a while. Some of them, maybe not as much. I really don't know. But none of them were working from what they had right now. They were working from, oh, they're going to think I don't know enough. Or, oh, they're going to think, well, who is she to be standing up there on the stage? They were working from what they didn't know. And so they introduced themselves much more timid. And then I'm plugged in a couple of things like own what you know right now. And they were able to stand in that authority. One of them even is a doctor, a PhD, I believe. And the first time she hadn't even said she was a doctor. The second time she did. So we have to work from this is what I know. This is my experience. And then we can pepper in passion and passion is actually more powerful than I've done this for 32 years. People don't comment to me so much about my body of work, which is probably the thing I'm most proud of. They comment about my incredible passion for the work that I do. So I could have no body of work and I'm tapped into what I believe is possible. Speaking of possible, possibility is the easiest sound for the brain to process. So if I'm worried that maybe I don't have enough stuff to sound like the expert or to get your business, I'm not sounding like anything's possible. I'm sounding like everything's a disaster. But if I move into that place of possibility, oh my goodness, this would be amazing for you. What I can do for you, that completely changes the brain game of the listener. So interesting. I love it. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, Tracy. I know that you are doing one more live. I'm hoping to have this actually up and live before your next live event. So it's December 19th. Right. The 19th. I am doing the, 
Yeah. Free live training. I'll do hot seat coaching, kind of like what you saw me do out there at the event. Yes. And then how else can people work with you if this is something that they know that they want to fix? Like for me, oh, I'd be so curious to see how I mask my voice. Because I think some of the things that you've mentioned, I'm like, oh, because in the beginning of my career, I really didn't have anyone ever ask me for my portfolio. And I was a brand new artist, didn't have any before and afters. So luckily, I've kind of, I probably sold them on my passion, right? The possibility. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I'm like, oh, like I wasn't even aware, but somehow I just was doing. But then I know that there's probably a lot of things if I think about my childhood, the psychology mm -hmm. of my voice, there's probably a lot of things that I'm doing masking that I'm not even aware of. But how does someone go about working with you? What kind of programs do you offer if this is something that they would like to, to work on next year? Yeah. And you know, here's the thing. There's no bad. I say this to my people all the time. There's no, there's no bad. I think what's cool about this work is we can take the success that you've already, that you've already already gotten and what's possible next? Mm -hmm. If we peel away some layers, what else is in there that's not coming out? How can I make your job? How can I get you what you want, more of what you want faster is really what this is about to me. And, and also fun and feel more yeah, free about. Free. Let go of the you internal know, freedom. Mm -hmm. Right. Lots of what other people are going to judge you on or whatever the case might be. Like that yeah. goes for so much more freedom and play to have fun again, creating content. And that's right. And that's really why I do the work. I mean, I can make you sound great and you can make more money, but I don't, people struggle. People are suffering. People are, if you're doing a lot of takes. If you're worried about my judgment, if you're afraid you're not going to get the sale, I, we need to eradicate all that because mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. So I am Captivate the Room on all the socials except for LinkedIn. I'm Tracy Goodwin and I'm CaptivateTheRoom.com. That's where you can find out more about me as well. I do a four-month group coaching program that I absolutely love and completely pour into. That is my main program. I offer a few different things here and there. I have a one-day live virtual event that I'm doing in January. So I will do different things along the way. But my main program is that four-months Captivate the Room program. And... I'm doing and then the free training. That's going to be great. Did I answer all the questions on that one? Yeah. So yeah. You, you do one training, one free live training a year. Is that what you said? No, it's my last one for okay. this year. It's my hey. last one for this year. And I, I don't know exactly what it looks like for next year. It, it may be quarterly. It may be every month. It may be every other month. But I don't want people to think, well, you know what? I'm going to wait and do that some other time. I want to plug some things into you on the 19th that you need going into 2024. And if you are struggling being visible, we need to talk. Because now more than ever, I need you to be visible. I need to hear your voice. So that's what I'll be talking about in that training and teaching to in that training. But then otherwise, I do, like I said, the group program. I do take some solo clients and then I do sporadic different things throughout the year. But I'm not exactly sure of the free schedule yet for next year. Yeah, I love it. And then just out of curiosity, I know that you work with corporations. Is it is it just tending to be geared towards the sales team? I'm just curious, like presenters, like public speakers for yeah. a company brand? You know, that's such a great question. And people will say to me, and I love this, people will say, oh, oh, you work with a lot of speakers. No, I don't, actually. I work with people that want to make a bigger impact in their day-to-day. -day. They want to make more sales. They want to have more impact. They want their message heard. So I do work with sales teams, but 
that is not my primary groups that I work with in companies. I work with a lot of mid-level managers, a lot of people that are hiding behind professional masks or certain voice masks, people that struggle with conflict, people that are having a really hard time having their message heard. And these are successful people. All of my people are very successful. They just want it to be easier. They don't want to struggle and spend three days thinking about, oh my goodness, I've got to tell Bob that he can't have time off. No, you shouldn't be doing that. Now, I do work with sales teams and I am really excited about the results that they get, but voice is voice. Do my people go on and speak? Sure. Do I help them with that if they want me to? Sure. But I think that's one of the paradigms that's shifting that, oh, speakers need this or, oh, actors need this. No. Everybody has a prison called psychology of the voice that they have been trapped in since probably before they were two. So that means everybody can have more ease, can make a bigger impact, can get more of what they want, have a better following and make more money simply by shifting sounds in their voice. Amazing. It sounds doable. Yeah, it is. And fast. It really is fast. Four months to eradicate un- unearth and unmask things we started putting in place before we were two. Our first mask we put in place before we were two uh-huh. is what the research shows me. Wow. And I have a little one. He's five years old. And even uh-huh. just thinking about that, like how what I'm doing or what I may not be yeah. doing, when <laughs> He owns his voice as well. Yeah, yeah, love that. Well, I thank you so much for spending some time sharing your knowledge, your wisdom. I will have all your information in the show notes for people to find you and interact with you, engage with you, hopefully join the live training. Thank you so much, Tracy. I'm going to run through my notes real quick, just making sure I got everything. Sure. No, really, I just, I'm really excited for the data. I'm not even a big data person, but I noticed from your lives, you are sharing a lot about the data, research findings that you found. And one of the other things, I'll just end it with this, which I thought was so fascinating, which you also mentioned at the conference, is that the data that you've been acquiring shows that it's not fear of public speaking. That's like Mm -hmm. everyone's number one thing that they're afraid of, right? We've been told that ever since we were in school. The number one thing that everyone's afraid of is public speaking, but rather the fear of looking stupid. So yeah. follow Tracy. She shares so much more research and um, that she's finding out about a lot of things, even the no like, and trust, which is something I've always heard in business as well. Is there anything that you would like to, or how you'd like to conclude this episode? The only thing I will add, and I, and I think this, that we can have hours of conversation about around sales and voice, but I want all of the listeners to, I want to get them out from under all the noise that they've put in place around selling that is actually manifesting in their voice. And I want you to just start thinking about sales as a conversation. Everything, even if you're standing on a stage in my world, it's just a conversation. And it's a conversation from the best version of you, not the perception of what they think, what you think they're thinking about you. So I'll leave you with that. I love it. Thank you so much, Tracy. I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. And I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.